to sort of see you um, with my mind. It is episode 11 of Utopia to Me with me, your host, Chris Locke, and I'm having a good... It's the end of October, okay? Is it the end of October now for you too? It's beautiful out there. It is a little damp and dark and the chilly breezes are coming down the way, you know? But I like that. I like the fall weather, the autumn weather. It's a little spooky, uh, a little introspective, and that's totally uh, uh, how I like to be sometimes. So I'm enjoying it, and I'm really excited for this episode for a couple reasons. One is um, the guest, Aaron Eves, is like an old partner of mine of comedy. We hosted Let's Get Hot at Laugh Sabbath for six years together. Uh, we've hosted other shows together. We've made tons of short, funny films together with me, Aaron, and... Nathan Fielder and uh, James Hartnett and all these other people that were so much uh, so much fun. We've been working together forever, basically, and uh, so it was just a blast. I haven't laughed this hard in a long time, and that includes doing the podcast with all these other funny people, going to comedy shows, uh, watching um, videos of goats jumping around baby rhinoceroses. They're cute, but I haven't laughed this hard. So we had so much fun, and you're going to love that. The other thing I'm excited about is this is my first time, 11th episode, just trying it out. Totally worked great. I kept a beat sheet beside me this time of questions to ask so that I could stay on topic of the utopian world we're building more so than before. Because I felt like in the last few episodes, they were great, they were a lot of fun, but there was a lot of digressions, which are fun too, because you get to know us. But anyways, we dove right into Aaron's utopian world and just drilled our hole into the center of it um like that machine bebop and rocksteady used to drive in the teenage mutant ninja turtles cartoon we drove that machine into the center of utopian world and it was so much fun so there's various reasons that you're going to enjoy this love it i loved it laughed so hard it was a great time talking to my pal aaron eves and you guys are going to listen to that right now enjoy all right microphones are in the mouths Almost in the mouth. Mm. Always keep the microphone almost in the mouth. <laughs> That's what my teacher taught me. Podcast teacher. Am I allowed to talk during the intro? I want you to talk all the time. Okay. I just need to... I never know how to start it, so I just start hanging out. I like it. It's good tech. Is your microphone almost in your mouth? Uh, almost. Do you, want, do you honestly... Who's, who's the next person who's doing the podcast? Um... You know what? They probably won't listen to this one, so you can do whatever you want. All right. I am sticking <laughs> the foam piece in my mouth. I'll just take it off yeah. and stuff it in my mouth and don't tell them. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, see, that's how my teacher told me not to do it. Yeah. You just got to keep it close to that. Close to that without it getting there. Yeah. I like that. Close to that without it getting there. Good book. Close to the edge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what the Yes album is all about, is about nearly putting the microphone in your mouth. Yeah. It's hard. <laughs> A lot of acid heads thought, oh, this is really hard to decipher what this album's about. Yeah. Nope. No, very easy. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a, it's a age-old uh, tale Yeah. <laughs> about getting a microphone mostly in your mouth. 
Yeah, before like human beings even had like fully functional houses, and they're just telling stories around the fire. Yeah, it's from those days. Yeah, don't back... put the microphone all the way in your mouth, <laughs> and then they would make dancing shadows on the trees. Before we even uh, before we even discovered how to make fire, we were putting microwave <laughs> microwaves in our mouths, <laughs> microphones in our mouths. Um, in the future, for sure, we're gonna have microwaves in our mouths. Oh, that's a future problem. Yeah, they're like mm, cold pizza, and it's like I miss cold pizza. My mouth just automatically warms it up now. Yeah, you know those first world problem jokes. That's yeah. one. Oh, I've got a microwave in my mouth. Yeah. This is going to be more than first world. This is just going to be like all world. <laughs> the new world problem. Yeah, new world problems. That's microwave on. mouths. <laughs> That's on the second earth. I hate to say it, but you know who never, who gets the short end of the stick of first world, third world? Second world, man. Second world. Who is, what are they? What like? is the second world? Who are, what are those guys doing? Is the second, I've. Picture the second world is like the North and South Pole. Because <laughs> they don't have it great and they don't have it bad because there's hardly anybody there. They're like, they, I picture them smiling and waving at us right now. Yeah. They're, they're pretty well adjusted. I picture them, they formed uh, the shape of an SOS and they're smiling and waving, hoping one of our satellites sees them. Yeah. They're like, just shoot one beam. <laughs> just kill me. <laughs> Just shoot one beam at me and kill me. <laughs> second world people's point. second world people problems is they're well adjusted enough, fine, but kill me. Yeah. <laughs> it's whereas not. like yeah, some third world problems, um, yeah, they're not that sophisticated. I guess there's no like gray area. <laughs> oh man, third world people still want to live. Second world problem, sec- uh, third world second world problem. Yeah, they yeah uh, they don't want to live. <laughs> But just because there's not much to do. There's no uh, there's no plugs. Here's what second world is. Third world problems still make them super sad. But first world uh, problems, uh, yeah, make them feel very insignificant. <laughs> <laughs> it's a conundrum. You know, it's the, like being the middle child. In the second world, they can get, uh, you know, things like a Nintendo DS up there to play. But they have, they have no plug to recharge it in, so they just have to keep on buying brand new ones <laughs> with a charge. It's very expensive. Yeah, second world problems is like, where do I find an adapter for this first world's old Nintendo? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the second world is uh, is like a kid brother getting uh, hand-me-downs. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm very happy to be talking about all these different worlds with uh, the man you can hear talking right now. He's my uh, guest today. Um, we're old friends. We've worked together a million times. Aaron Eves, everyone. Say hi, Aaron, to everybody listening. Hello, everybody. If you listen in the, if you live in a first, third, second world, whatever, enjoy, because we're about to dive into Aaron Eves's perfect utopian world. Oh, my God. Are you excited about that? Yeah, I'm pretty excited. There will be Nintendos there for sure, right? Uh, yeah, I guess so, yeah. I mean, exclusively Nintendos, I think. Yeah, be the thing. <laughs> Sony and Xbox will have lost the race. I don't think we can build on that now. No, that's fine. All Nintendos. I don't. Want, I don't want to build on it. No humans. <laughs> <laughs> Just a bunch of Nintendos bleeping and blooping yeah, all over in a my, cold planet. In my utopia. Uh, in my fruitopia. Yeah, I always want to say that. In my utopia. It's just a bunch of, uh, like, raccoons <laughs> scurrying over a heap of trash Nintendos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so raccoons kind of run the joint. Yeah. That's raccoons pretty cool. Raccoons king, yeah. Nice. 
And they're like, you know what those Nintendos are made out of? Lips and assholes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're judgmental. <laughs> There's one raccoon eating a Nintendo and another one. They're the raccoons from Great Outdoors. Is eating like a Neo Geo and they're like looking over at the one eating the N- Nintendo going like, you know that's made of garbage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ew, look what you're eating. Yeah. Um, so before I do want to ask you obviously all these questions about mm-hmm. your perfect utopian world, that's the... Oh, and you also benefit from you're the this is the eleventh episode, and you also benefit Ooh. from being the first guest that I'm actually I printed out a beat sheet oh, to wow. follow to keep it more organized because <laughs> I, this is the eleventh episode, like I said, and I've been worrying recently that I've been digressing with my uh, guests too much, so we're gonna try and keep it a tight ship. Okay. But before we reference the actual questions, what I want to ask you is. Um, because maybe some people in Toronto know this, like Aaron and I co-hosted together a pretty successful comedy variety show yeah. for six years called Let's Get Hot. And every now and then someone asks us to co-host another show every now and then, and it's still super successful in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot of fun writing bits together and acting together and all kinds of fun stuff. Um, yeah. So that's a little bit of history on that part. Let's Get Hot was one of the first, basically the first Laugh Sabbath show. I think it was the first comedy show. It was the first comedy we show. We invented comedy with it uh, just a little under 10 years ago. It was the first <laughs> comedy show to feature raccoons playing Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it was the first Laugh Sabbath show. If you yeah. are uh, familiar with the Toronto comedy scene, Laugh Sabbath has become quite an institution here, which is nice. It's a fun place to go and see new stuff. Uh, but I, what I wanted to ask is, I probably already know, but just for the listeners out there, what else have you been up to lately? Because you're pretty busy. Oh, boy. Being a um, comedian. Yeah. You don't do stand-up regularly like a lot of the comedians here do. You have no, no. other talents that you do. I have other talents. I do, um, <laughs> if you, I don't know if I should give out my address here, but I do, uh, shadow puppets. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine I can't see what's happening on the other side of the window. I like sort yeah. of... Uh, draw the curtains and then i do a lot of shadow it's puppets. really good by the way you have to check it out the only problem i would say is each shadow character um their dick looks like a thumb um, <laughs> i mean i don't have much else to use and actually i did just use my dick for one of their dicks once yeah uh, that, oh i thought it then your dick yeah, looks like I a got, thumb. Yeah. i got uh the police uh just sort of paying me a little visit when i did that yeah <laughs> so and they, now they're it's all, it's all thumbs the yeah his front door was surrounded by blushing police. <laughs> yeah, I knew they were there because I saw, you know, the cherries flashing outside and I heard out there and I looked out the window and there was a bunch of blushing cops with hank- white handkerchiefs that they had all dropped in front of themselves. Come down with your hands up. Your penis can be in your pants or it doesn't have to be. <laughs> It can come be- down. Actually, come down as soon as you can. Yeah. <laughs> no, come down right now. Right now. Right now. <laughs> yeah, right now. I'm almost finished. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the way I was taken down. But you write some sketches. Yeah, I do some uh, sketch writing on yeah. the uh, radio. CBC radio. Yeah. yeah. And you act in commercials. You just did one recently. Yeah. I- Keep an eye out for that. Is it U.S. National? Uh, yeah. Boom. That one. Yeah. That, <laughs> that boom money. <laughs> yeah. Give me some of that boom. 
that's nice. Yeah. What was yeah. it? Detergent or something? Uh, it was uh, b- uh, bounce bursts. Oh yeah, and, I will buy uh, those. They had to. I think there was. Uh, Do you like being the face behind bounce burst? I don't mind. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you love it. Um, hey, yeah. I mean, you know, it's pre- okay. Yeah, no, it's awesome. It, it is <laughs> awesome. No, it's, it's. I'm just waiting for you to say it means a lot to me. <laughs> yeah, it means a lot to me. I'd like to, if anybody who is involved in the making of that commercial is listening right now, I want to thank you um, <laughs> for choosing for me. choosing me. There was a lot of other people who auditioned for the part, and uh, yeah. but you picked me. Yeah, so. It feels I good. You. I uh, I haven't been picked by uh, by anybody in a long time. No, for wait wait uh, for TV. You've, I think you've done more like sort of scripted television stuff than I have. I've just, sometimes uh, I go for yeah. Oh, I don't know. Well, sometimes I go for commercials. I try not to anymore for my own sanity. Um, if anyone's listening that you are an actor, you know what it's like. But this is me in an audition. They're like, okay, this is not the actual food on the day this is just a prop but pretend you're eating it and then cut he's eating the prop (laughs) (laughs) yeah i usually never get it yeah i um i definitely had that one time i remember uh, a few years ago doing an audition for something (laughs) i don't know tim hortons maybe or something where yeah i kept on accidentally it's like when i get in the moment once they're like action I forget everything. Yeah. And I just, like, you know, I kept on, like, actually putting my mouth on the cup and, like, taking... Pretend- yeah. Like, there was no liquid. I was still pretending yeah. to drink, but then I kept on putting my mouth on the cup, and uh, that was pretty disgusting. Yeah. Everyone was gagging. Yeah. That's all right. You can't do that in these Ebola times. No. But, um, okay, so you're, you are pretty busy, and yeah. we're both doing... DDP's podcast tomorrow, right? Oh yeah, that's that's gonna be, gonna be the fun. best. I don't even. This is actually gonna. You know what? This podcast is gonna be out tomorrow. So if you're listening to this during the day, go to Laugh Sabbath at night and watch DDP's live podcast featuring yeah, what me. What time is that? That's nine thirty, right? Yeah, yeah, me, Aaron, uh, Mark Little, and David Dean Porter, and uh, James Hartnett. James Hartnett. Oh my God, who has done this uh, podcast? I believe James has done it. Not DDP or Mark yet, but I need to get them on. But that's going to be a really good show. And to be honest, I can tell right now, hanging out with you guys on stage, I'm not going to be able to stop laughing. <laughs> I just sometimes when I play with friends on stage, I just laugh and I don't care. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. Uh, that podcast is a lot of fun. Yeah. I can't wait to do it in front of an audience. Speaking of a lot of fun podcasts, now we have just shoot the breeze. Even though I said I'm not going to digress anymore, I made a beat sheet. <laughs> it's been 12 minutes of us just hanging. What, point, what points have you hit on here? No, the intro. That's it. There's like I wrote a, more beats. I wrote a beat <laughs> intro conversation with guest. But I two keep 12 it tight. minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. But have you thought about your utopian world at all? What uh, like just for example, y- you don't even like you don't even have to pre-think about it. I like yeah. getting it live in the moment. If you can think about your perfect utopian world, just let's start off with what environment could you see? Would you would you want it to be? Would I want it to be? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I see it as being uh, uh, maybe a bit of a like a jungle environment. Oh. Because. Tom Henry was jungle. Oh, really? But he took out the humidity. He didn't want the, to have that jungle I love, humidity. I do love the humidity. Then here's this, what I would I like that. I would change is that I would make myself uh, not a white man. 
<laughs> in your utopian world. Yeah, I'm not white. You're not a white man in the jungle. I'm just going to get like burned in like 10 seconds. Yeah. So do you have this is amazing. We've never touched upon this with anybody yet. This is granted it's only eleventh, but Yeah. Not a white man in a jungle. Mm-hmm. What kind of color would you like to be, per se? Just like um like you know, I don't mind being me exactly yeah. who I am in the jungle, maybe with yeah. a, a few better uh, skills for survival. Yeah. But um but yeah, I mean so, the the, the I, it's just a matter of I don't want to uh, I don't want to burn, right? Because uh, so I, you just want to have a tougher. You have a really you you've got that classic white complexion that yeah, burns you can easily. See my, you just don't want that. You can see my royal blue blood <laughs> pulsing through my veins all yeah. the time. Yeah, you're yeah. like I could be black, I could be brown, I could be yeah. beige. That's not really important. The thing is tough skin when it comes tough to the sun. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I want to touch back on another thing you just mentioned. Um, there's some other survival skills you wanted to improve. Mm-hmm. Now, here's my thing. In your utopian world, you might not have to approve upon them. See what I'm saying? Because it might be fine. So oh, what things are you worrying about? The world to adjust to me. Yes, it's your perfect utopian world. So oh, what yeah. was it that you would be worried about a little bit that you'd want to readjust? Uh, I guess uh, my ability to uh, catch food. Okay, so you're gonna. So it's you're literally in a so jungle with no city um, conveniences. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. honestly, when we did Tim Gilbert's, like meat was growing out of flowers. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you didn't listen to that one. It was the first one. <laughs> no, no, no. I, uh, I, <laughs> I'm sorry, Tim. I will listen to it. <laughs> But I do like the sound of a meat flat. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what. I, yeah, I'm pretty sure that was Tim. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. I don't know. Um, okay. So, I mean, given that I don't even have to hunt anywhere, no. But I want to. You know why? Because I need some sort of natural activity. You want to help feel me alive, keep fit. But I guess I can also just create a world where I'm fit all the time. Well, this is another conundrum. If you're Oh, yeah, yeah. You can be yeah, fit okay. all the time. Okay, I'm fit all the time, and I don't have to do anything. <laughs> I have, I've got the I best am... body, and I'm watching all my yeah. favorite shows. Yeah. <laughs> I have, like, I have a six-pack, and I'm, like, nice. you know, perfect triangle, like the Iron Man, you know, Iron Man watches, or what is that? No, what, is that what it is? What is it? Iron Man watches. Yeah, I don't know. Where it's, like, the logo of the triangle. Yeah, yeah. Guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh... That's me with. If more you guys don't, some of you details. don't know Aaron yet from his many funny shorts or anything. He's not an out of shape guy, but he does not have a six pack. No, no, but close. Um, You're working on it. I used to in 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 grade school, but it was only because I didn't have any fat yet. Me too. Now I think I'm the same. <laughs> I'm the same guy. Only now I'm fat. <laughs> <laughs> still got a grade school brain. Yeah, the six pack is still there. I can like feel it when I dig my oh, fingers yeah. in. But oh yeah, man, when I was doing those monkey bars when I was six, <laughs> pure six pack. It's actually six pack meant I was six back then. Yeah, six back then, six pack man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, no. Okay, I think... so you're in a jungle. You yeah. don't have to hunt. Yeah. Sometimes you would want to feel alive. You're yep. sort of expressing. Yeah. But you'll have a six pack. You'll be buff. Yeah. And you can just hang out. Yeah, I can just hang out. And um... how many people would be in this world? Uh, hmm. I would like a uh, a smaller community 
and uh, and a community mm-hmm. that doesn't um, you know doesn't put pressures on uh, the other members to uh, you know get jobs or uh, you know do their taxes. Or... <laughs> That's another thing. There's no. But sense. they can think it. There's they no... just like don't bother you about it. Though. <laughs> yeah, they, they can think whatever they like. I'm, you know, everybody's. You're walking carefree through the jungle with your fit body, but everyone's giving you a cut eye. <laughs> be like that guy should get a job <laughs> but they don't they don't say it out loud you can think i don't want to be the thought police but uh in my perfect utopian world keep it to yourself <laughs> <laughs> yeah i love it <laughs> so yeah i mean like you know in yeah. my i don't um i don't have a job it's all about survival it's <laughs> And uh, and there's no there's no taxes. It's another thing. Amazing. So you never have to worry about. Is there taxes. money then? It's the barter system. Oh really? So okay. Now nobody's bothering you. Yeah. But you do want some things. Yeah, so and I got trade some DVDs. <laughs> That's what you do. That's your benefit in this society. Yeah. Is uh, you have DVDs that other people want. <laughs> Yeah, I have like the Firefly uh, box set. Oh yeah, that's huge. Yeah. That's how much is that worth? In in my society or yeah. in reality? Well, like say, if you're trading with someone the Firefly DVD box set, mm-hmm. what's something that you think is the equivalent to that that you should receive? Oh, like a bowl of coconuts. A coconut is almost the size of a bowl, so this is a big bowl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Salad I, bowl of coconut. I do have to give the bowl back, though. That's not part of the deal. Right. So, so maybe almost like, yeah, maybe a sack of coconuts. Yeah. Like just <laughs> yeah, a grocery bag of coconuts. I would gladly give you my Firefly DVDs for a <laughs> bag of coconuts. And then I don't, the, th- the sad thing is I don't even know. Uh, what to do fully with a coconut? I just <laughs> so now you have to barter something else for yeah, somebody like, to now service. I'll trade a couple of coconuts for a book on what to do with coconuts. <laughs> oh, I was thinking you would trade like another DVD for like a man to come and peel your coconuts. <laughs> no, no. I then I go and I trade my coconuts for a bounty bar. <laughs> So somebody else has already figured uh, out how to do it. A bag of coconuts for one bounty bar, <laughs> which is actually like made of a quarter of a coconut. Yeah, if that. If that, it's yeah. It's probably mostly sugar. It's like, yeah, it's like the idea of a coconut is in a bounty bar. Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. Well, that sounds really nice. Sounds relaxing. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah. Um, here's something that I think you could put in your cap that... Uh, Maybe the other people that are minding their own business in your world wouldn't know is maybe like under a blanket or in a box or something up in mm-hmm. a in a high shelf. Maybe you have a lot of Firefly box sets. <laughs> One might say that I found a crate of Firefly box sets down by the beach. <laughs> It's like an episode of Lost. Yeah, and I'm like some weird background character hoarding. <laughs> So, I never got into Lost, did you? Mm, yeah, yeah. Did it really end the way someone just ruined it for me the other day? Uh, I guess so. I don't know. How <laughs> Should did we they... ruin it and by, by now? By now, who cares, right? Yeah, I guess. No. I don't know. Should we not? I, someone will pick up those. Deep. I don't. Like, I, I'd never seen it, but someone was like, 
without even thinking that I never seen it. Like everybody, I guess, is supposed to have seen it. Just say it right now, and this can be the one edit that you make in the whole. I don't edit. Everything's raw and uncut. So you watch your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah. That thing you said about not wanting to be white. Yeah. You're dead. Oh, boy. (laughs) Um, Surely, though, the thing about the uh, uh, shadow puppet thumb dicks will be edited out. (laughs) Nope. What about my reference to it right there? (laughs) Nope. Oh, shoot. You think I'm going to go in with a fucking scalpel and just like... No, it's actually not done. They don't have to edit podcasts that way anymore. The technology has advanced. We don't go in with For those with of you listening scissors. at home, you can't see right now, but we are... Uh, this is a two-reeler. <laughs> <laughs> There's a giant tape machine in my living room yeah. going around right when now. When you go to community college for your podcast course, they uh, make you edit... Uh, t- an actual reel of, of tape. <laughs> yeah. You're like, what do I have to do this for, prof? Yeah, it's like how... Don't pic- do it like this anymore. You have to prove that you can edit a podcast with old um, audio tape until you, before you can get, like, uh, digital. It's kind of <laughs> like how Picasso had to paint fruit first. <laughs> um, okay, so you have a lot of people... Uh, no, not a lot of people there, and they're minding their own business. They're not telling you to get a job or whatever. You, they're they're not making you feel guilty. Is yeah. what it seemed like. Yeah. What would your house be like in this jungle scape? Because it can be anything you want. Oh my god. Um, yeah. I think it would be just like one giant, maybe like, mm, hundred story pillar. You live in a hundred story pillar. Yeah, is it fat enough for like for you to fit stuff inside? Yeah, yeah. It's like about maybe it's like as fat as. Is it a actual... pillar or a tower? Uh, okay, like a tower, I guess. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah. And it's uh, you but know, you it's, call it a pillar. It's about the I call it uh, well. It's known in the community as the pillar. Right. That's the slang for it. I like it. It could be almost like apostrophe before the P. Yeah, like, for example... Like a caterpillar. Like a pillar. People in town will say, oh, I'm going to the pillar to have sex with Aaron. Oh. Yeah. So who's that? Um, who is that? Is that's, that part of the barter system? Yeah, it's everybody in town. Pretty much, I'd imagine. Because that's one of the questions I wanted to ask later. Mm-hmm. But we can get into it now. Because um, they're getting into it with mm-hmm. you in the pillar. Mm-hmm. Um, Not necessarily. They just want to. But what are relationships like there? Like sexual and sexual whatnot. relationships? Anything? Um, it's. Uh, you said everybody in this jungle town is coming to have sex with you in the pillar. Is, do you want to stick? Oh, with they, that? no, they're coming to do that. But you know, I, I can be. You know, I'm, I'm selective. I'm sort of okay. Like a, um, like so a, the people just beg outside the pillar, and you kind of yeah look at them. Sometimes I'll get frustrated hearing all their. I mean, that's why it's 100 stories. So are you the so king of I this world? Get, I can get a little bit of distance from the uh, from the <clears throat> peasants. That's, yeah, that answered my question. Mm. You are the king of this world. Oh yeah, and you yeah. live at the top of the pillar. Yep. And peasants are begging for your sex. (laughs) Does the pillar, uh, is it sort of shaped like a dick by any chance? (laughs) A giant dick in the sky with you looking down like, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I peek my head at the top of my... (laughs) I peek my head over the top of my uh, my pillar home. <laughs> I look down. I was like, "Shut up, everybody! I'm trying to get some sleep." Yeah, 
<laughs> Would you knock it off, <laughs> you horny peasants? <laughs> Do you have an alarm system on this giant dick? Yeah. Does, doesn't anybody go to bed around here? <laughs> and not that kind of bed. You know what I mean. Get your mind. Um, so you are selective, though. You do have sex with a certain someone or some people. Uh, this is your perfect utopian world where you're the king of your own giant dick tower. Yeah. Peasants are begging for it. Well, I wouldn't. Uh, just it's the way that I'm <coughs> wired, I guess, is, you know, I'm uh, I'm a pretty um, monogamous guy. Um, yeah. So, you know, I wouldn't be, I guess. In real I, life, you're a monogamous guy, but. Yeah. So, I mean, like, you know, it's, so I, it's kind of. Let's yeah, say Stephanie would, Poo's not listening. No, I would. I wouldn't. <laughs> but I. I Shout out. <laughs> I think no matter who it was, I would always feel uh, uh, guilty having. <laughs> so even in, in your perfect fantasy, utopian world. I can't world, imagine it because yeah. I, it's so. It's so. It's anyway. so. Your guilt complex is so you that even if you try to imagine a perfect world. You don't know how to think without it bothering you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's even like getting rid of it I feel guilty about. That is an so. actually interesting theme so far in a lot of these podcasts. Is People can't lose that or they do. Um, no, can. no. But people still feel insecure in their utopian <laughs> world. It's true. Yeah, yeah I, I made myself a god in a penis-shaped <laughs> tower, but I feel guilty about being not being monogamous. I, somewhere in Austria or wherever the hell, uh, Sigmund Freud is jerking off of his grave. <laughs> Just like a guilty king in the top of a giant penis. <laughs> no, but uh, in answer to the question of what what relations are like, what sex is like, it's uh, anti-gravity uh, sex. Oh, yeah. That's a twist. Yeah. So anytime, uh, anytime you get it on, um, is where's the anti? Oh, like so. Just, even if two peasants are having sex, not in your dick pillar, mm-hmm. um, they float when they do it. Yeah, yeah. Like it's just a part of the world. Yeah, it's a part of the world. Is that oh, once wow. you start to do, you just lose uh, gravity. Doesn't have a hold on you. That is amazing. Yeah. No one's ever. Um, uh, so far in their utopia made sex easier like well that. <laughs> you're only you're only on episode 11 yeah I'm sure in the future like by the you know uh episode well, 111 in, by episode 111 your idea of sex is probably be will probably be true yeah <laughs> <laughs> it'll just be normal <laughs> i hope so i like that a lot why do you think you want sex to be no gravity just like you think that would be fun Oh God! Uh, I just like you know I just well I guess you know I I'm looking at that from uh, somebody who could uh, stand to be a bit more fit, <laughs> but gravity really uh, yeah holds uh, holds you back from some of the you know uh, you know sometimes you yes. you want to be a bit more in the moment but you can't oh yeah no look who you're talking to I know exactly what you're talking about I compared my body the other day to uh, Maybe it was with you. To the, the uh, my body these days feels like the boulder that chased Indiana Jones <laughs> <laughs> at the beginning of Raiders. It's funny because my body uh, reference point is uh, also a Steven Spielberg. Is one. it? It's a uh, ET. I yeah. feel like it's like you know I. I'm have, not saying yeah, I agree, but 
No, but I, I feel like my head has that like thing at the back where it goes back a little and then yeah. comes back in for like this long, like this skinny torso and long neck and then there's little bowling ball belly and then short legs and I shuffle along down the street. Oh, this Eric is when London. we this is when we brought this up. Uh, Aaron and I went shopping last week for sweaters. No. Oh. And then we got sad for various because we both have two different total styles of bodies. <laughs> but the sweaters like mine were too tight around the belly and yours were hanging down over your shoulders. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cuz like, I picture my body as being two picture two men in their 30s Having an afternoon together, getting sad, trying on sweaters. <laughs> it's my shoulders droop. I, I, I think I yeah. was comparing my body at the time to you, the uh, head logo. Yeah. Or like tennis equipment or something. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. That's, that's my body. That's the way my shoulders slope is like the head logo. Basically, his body's in the shape of a rocket. <laughs> so in your perfect utopian world, while you're having sex and anti-gravity, you're super fit. Your shoulders don't slope. You no. Know. No, I okay. definitely have, uh, you know, I have some muscle. You have I broad shoulders. You have Ernest my... Hemingway shoulders. Yes. Nice. Yeah, and I, at the end of everybody's lives in uh, in this perfect um, utopian society, uh, they all end, end their lives the same way that Ernest Hemingway did, too. What? They die that way? Yeah, that's how everybody <laughs> in society dies. Is there a specific time they're supposed to? Put a shotgun to their stomach? When they've had too much alcohol. <laughs> that sounds dangerous. No, I don't know. I just made that up. That's not true. You're, you're, you've been, well, uh, you've been thinking about alcohol a lot lately. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to tell everyone about 2015? Sure. 2015 is going to be uh, a year of uh, no alcohol for me now that I'm committing it to a uh, record yeah, here. It's going to be I, on the internet. I've got to stick to it. Otherwise, uh, the, my legions of fans will be approaching me and swarming me in bars saying, don't touch that, sir. Yeah. It's <laughs> true. Be like, don't make eye contact with me. Yeah. They'll tweet at you and everything. Thought you weren't drinking. You filthy vagrant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Picture of you or grainy photo of you with a little... <laughs> But you are not a big drinker, really, anyways, but you are definitely wanting to commit to 2015, a whole year of just not drinking. Yeah. Yeah. yeah mostly for physical health. Physical health. I also want to know, I feel like I don't go a single week anymore without having, you know, like a night at least where I drink to a point where I'm like, oh, I'm a little tipsy now, so... You don't like that? Uh, I mean, I do and I don't. I Look, do for a little bit, but then I feel gross after. Well, I drink almost every night because of stand-up and I'm out and all that stuff all the time. And I just think of it this way. We're getting older. We need to be responsible. We have too much on our plate. Uh, when you're having a few drinks every night, you are slow in the morning. And your yeah. attitude is different. Yeah. So that would be a good thing to correct it. Yeah. Have you ever like been sober for a night and then you have the deepest, nicest sleep ever? Um, yeah, and I actually <clears throat> what is it? Recently I, I purchased uh two different kinds of like nighttime chamomile tea. Oh just yeah. Just to try them and I love it. I Which love one's it. better? Um I think uh right now I'm leaning toward the PC stuff. I don't know. Oh, so no different flavors, just Different well, brands of chamomile. I forget what's in the two different ones, but it's yeah. two different blends of uh, nighttime tea. Is the PC one, is there a teddy bear with a nightcap on it? No. 
what one is that one? <laughs> I don't know. I know oh, the one that you're time. talking. Yeah, Sleepy Time. I do have the, that's the other one that I have. Yeah. I like that one too. I like them both. It just like even if it's psychosomatic and it's not really doing anything, it still does the trick for me. So in your utopia, Ernest Hemingway like men are hanging out drinking chamomile tea. <laughs> yeah. And if they do uh, dabble in too much alcohol, boom, right through the stomach, shotgun blast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's in my society, everybody is an Ernest Hemingway. <laughs> teetotaling Ernest Hemingway. Yeah, teetotaling. And literally teetotaling. And if they do uh, even try alcohol, yeah. uh, boom. Yeah, right through the stomach. Yeah. Shotgun blast. Yeah. Um, what else I wanted to ask you? Um, I was going to ask you about the government in your utopia, but it seems like you're the king and all everything you say goes. Yeah, it's pretty much uh, sort of a totalitarian Do you have people deal. working underneath you? So it's totalitarian. You're the dictator. Yep. Sex god, basically, uh, to the yeah, peasants. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, they, at least everybody wants me, but, uh, yeah. but, I, but I'm... I'm too. Uh, I would. I have too much of a guilt complex to do anything about it. Do you know the song Van Halen? Yeah, uh, by Van Halen. Everybody wants some. Um, no. Damn, it would have been funny. People listening at home, imagine that song playing all the time. <laughs> Can you sing a little bit? Everybody for me? wants some. <laughs> I want some too. Maybe I maybe I play that from my tower. Yeah, that's what I was top. thinking. They hear it. It's like distant. It's like how yeah. like you know a hundred stories tall. That's Sometimes pretty old far away. Rock and roll, heavy metal is best to hear echoing from far away. You ever notice that? It's like eating cold Indian food. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which we've done before. Okay. Oh, um, so. I, the drinkers, the guy that drink, the guys and maybe men and women that drink too much, and the mm. women are they built like Hemingway as well? Mm-hmm. Okay, so the women, the men and women that drink too much, um, blow I'm themselves. The o- I'm the only totally fit person in the society. <laughs> they blow themselves away with a shotgun, but say there are other types of criminals mm-hmm. that are not uh, begging for your sex, and they go off and they do crimes while everyone else is. Yeah. What would you do with the criminals in this utopian society? Uh, I guess I would, um, ask them up to my apartment. (laughs) In the pillar? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would see what they look like. Mm, I would interview them. About, so they've been arrested, I assume, by my police. So you do have police, yeah? Yep. Oh, yeah. I have a police. I don't have a government, but I have police. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like North Korea. (laughs) North Korea and a dick. That's the (laughs) motto of your country. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, Yeah. I I would ask them, you know, um, why they did what they did. And, you know, do they think that there's a way that they could stop? (laughs) And if they say no... So this is actually very kind. It's not that... Yeah, no. I'm a very kind person. You yeah. Know, I'm very understanding. Listen, I, I do you like, think there's a way you can stop yeah. being bad? Like, look, it's not me. It's the rest of these guys. They want you to stop being bad. You know? Like, do you think that there's a way you can stop stealing chips from <laughs> from the store? Yeah. And if they're like, no, I, I don't think so, I'm like, please, for me. Yeah. And if they're like... I can't even, not for you. I'm like, all right. And then I push them out the window. <laughs> they fall yeah. to their death. 
And then what happens with their smushed bodies? I'd imagine hyenas or something might just like you don't have to imagine. Or so like you don't even stick around to see what happens. Yeah, yeah. Like this is you in your utopian world. You're like, what did hyenas get them? I I I sit down. I I open up the laptop and I start doing a little bit of uh, writing. I still have the same job. I'm writing, (laughs) writing comedy sketches for the radio. After you push criminals out of the window, maybe hyenas get them. I don't know. I got to get back to writing comedy sketches. Yeah. That's so, so funny, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, you got a bunch of favorite foods. You and I have some similar faves. Oh, yeah. Uh, Indian what? food. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There we go. Oh, may as well break this to you live on the podcast right now i have quit eating indian food <laughs> no that's not Good. gonna happen but the one we go to all the time the buffet yeah closed down what on queen yep how the did one happen? beside it is still open like indian india little india is still open yeah. but india palace closed down but i think for you guys in toronto listening breaking news bigger than anything you've heard this week <laughs> <laughs> Toronto related. <laughs> That's uh, I heard w- that they shared the same kitchen. Was that true? That's what I was thinking. That's what I'm hoping. So maybe they're just trying to save rent. It wasn't. Yeah, I'm sure rent is getting crazy down there, and they all squeezed in to. Uh... <laughs> but like, there's just more waiters in <laughs> the one restaurant now. We've got to go, and uh, we've got to go. You haven't been yet to Joe's uh, no. buffet. It's really good on on Young Street. Okay, right. let's go. All right, wanna go Friday? Don't worry. You don't have to make plans on my podcast. No pressure. (laughs) Uh, You know what, man? Maybe. uh... (laughs) Okay, so Indian food is plentiful in this land. Yeah. Utopian world. Yeah. Um, Oh, my God. Do you know I actually have, to be honest, just to digress a bit, you want to hear one of my fondest memories of Indian food? Yeah. So when you still lived in the Rossesville's area. Yeah. I came over probably to work on something for Let's Get Hot or something. And you had a leftover roti from Mother India. I don't know what kind of it was. Maybe mala kofta or whatever. Probably, yeah. That's, that's and my jam. And it was spiced to the max. I can't even fucking think about it without salivating. <laughs> and it was cold. Like you yeah. didn't reheat it. But you had it out and you were like, try this. And I only tried one forkful. Yeah. And it was to die for Oh my god! I didn't give one of my... more than one forkful. <laughs> no, I'm sorry that your best memory I could have like. I think I was trying to be polite. Easily. No, I yeah. think I was trying to be. Yeah, my best memory. I'm still suffering. <laughs> no, I think I was trying to be polite. It's like I can't just. I would love to dive in, but honestly, sometimes when I do buy an Indian roti, which isn't as often as I would like, um, even if I can eat the whole thing, I t- almost try to save like. The last quarter of it, so that I can have it cold. Into the fridge. Isn't that weird? So that Van Halen joke about hearing metal from coming from far off in the distance is like cold Indian food. It's a good thing. <laughs> it's totally both are good this to me. Also makes me want to change the um, uh, my where I live from being a giant uh, tower to just being <laughs> like a, a giant looking Indian roti. <laughs> <laughs> I like the pillar that shaped like a dick, but um, maybe the base. Maybe it's sticking out of a giant roti. 
It's like a roti that's gone out for its bachelorette party. <laughs> it's got like a plastic dick on its head. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Well, either way, so it, so it's kind of like the CN Tower and the Skydome beside it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not growing out of it. It's beside it. Yeah. Because I'm recreating Toronto, but in a there's all these like format. squashed criminals on the roof of your giant roti. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if there were squashed criminals on the roof of the Skydome. <laughs> Every time they're like, "Yay, they're opening the roof for the game," and all these bodies pile up by third base. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's as when the dome opens, they just scrape off on the lip, <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, there's Slide old, uh, you know, Blackbeard." <laughs> Blackbeard. There goes Blackbeard. <laughs> Blackbeard down. All right. And stepping up to the plate. We're just going to go to a commercial right now while they clean up the body. We're going to go. We'll be right back, guys. They're going to go to a commercial, quick commercial while they clean up Blackbeard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I love that in 2014, there's a criminal called Blackbeard. <laughs> okay. Indian food. Is there anything else? Um, yeah, there's uh, candy cane ice cream and Oreo cookies. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and you mix them together in a mortar and pestle. You crush the uh, Oreo cookies. <laughs> And then, you, like ritualistically, yeah, ritualistically, R- ritually, R- ritualistically. <laughs> I don't know if that's right. Um, and then, ritually, it's a ritual. Uh, yeah. Uh, rit- do you uh, do you chant uh, while you grind the the whatever you said? You Oreo don't chant, cookies? but you definitely hum your favorite tune. <laughs> like, give me an example of you grinding an Oreo right now. Oh, you actually say the words too. Sometimes. Some parts, but not all the. Not I thought you were going to go. <laughs> you only say the um, the words that you remember in my, in my society. That's a law. You don't. <laughs> you don't have to say them all. You know how in uh, some cottage bathrooms they have wooden plaques that say, um, like passages from the Bible or like the the footprints in the sand. Yeah. Yeah. You in your society you have like um, wooden plaques that just have like hums and then some words of songs, <laughs> and that's like everybody knows that it's like part of the fabric of the world. Yeah. Is that only the parts that feel good to sing? Do you ever have to remember? <laughs> yeah, that's nice. Made up my mind. Time. Yeah. What song? What's your favorite song? The my mind. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So we got some delicious, savory, and sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that. I'm really hungry. So Indian food. You actually have a guest house, basically. Let's call it. That's in the shape of a roti. Roti. Yeah. Um. Pe- uh. Candy cane ice cream. Yep. And smushed um, Oreo cookies. Oreo well, cookies. they're not smushed, but you do smush them with the mortar and pestle. Yeah, and then do you pour the crumbs onto the ice cream? Yeah, and then you yeah. mix it um, into... It's uh, like a blizzard. 
Sort of, yeah. You but you mix it with the spoon into uh, you make a stabbing motion with the spoon to sort of get yeah. it in there, and then you mix that a bit, and then you do the stabbing, mix that a bit. It ends up with a pretty uh, being a pretty good frosty sort of consistency, I would say. Oh, wicked! Yeah. Well, congratulations. Uh, speaking of which, this society will also have frosties <laughs> as an option. <laughs> yeah. It's like you could make this dessert or you could basically go buy it. <laughs> <laughs> but the Frosties are not available in the candy cane Oreo combinations. Right. No, no. That's why you make it that way. No. I, I get it. I know. Um, good. So we're eating good here. Definitely tasty. Don't have to worry about our bodies because they always stay. Everybody looks like her in a savvy way. <laughs> except for me. Yeah, except for you. You're even, you're way fit. Yeah. Um. What kind of entertainment there? Uh, you're a huge movie guy, huge music guy, yeah. huge video games, uh, graphic novels, comics. Did I just name everything? What are you going to do for entertainment? That um, I would say uh, the one thing is like you can make whatever kind of you know music you want in this society, and that's fine. But I will personally offer special grants to people. Um, mm-hmm. who want to make novelty music. <laughs> so. That's amazing. <laughs> so if yeah, the, you're a huge Weird Al fan. Yeah, like if you've got I mean, sort of like a ween thing going on, oh, or whatever, yeah. like, you know, or yeah. Oh, so any, like... Any sort of novelty. But not 80s Frank Zappa. Uh, I mean, that would be up to my discretion, I suppose, but yeah. in that case, I would say no. Yeah. Yeah. I I think I would say no to... Like, people writing the pitch for the grant, if they've got help from someone, then the other person helping them will go, maybe take out the reference to Zappa. <laughs> yeah, always write pitches in pairs. That's a rule. Always write a pitch in pairs uh, to avoid Zappa references. <laughs> Because if you write a pitch by yourself, chances are you're accidentally saying like Frank Zappa. Is it true that some submissions that you would get in this world that for the grant that nothing else is written on the paper but the words like Weird Al, they get them right away? Yeah. I say, you know, here's the thing. It's kind of sneaky. I say you you can mention, you can reference Weird Al. In your submission, it's not gonna, you know, it's not gonna make me say yes or no. Mm-hmm. That's not the deciding factor, right? But they don't know that it is the deciding factor, <laughs> right? Like, but I give them the information. I'm just like yeah. fig- figure out my puzzle, right? You know, like there are a few people that probably figure it out. Yeah. Then they uh, start hiring out their services. Yeah. Um. Do you um, do you allow that sort of behavior in your world, or would they get pushed out the window? Uh, what the people who figure out my puzzles? Yeah, yeah. In my world, <laughs> if you figure out my puzzles, I push you out the window. <laughs> That's basically and what I was I, going for. And I offer a lot of puzzles. I put a lot of them out there for the uh, world to figure yeah. out. And if you figure them out, you'll get a special letter. In the mail. <laughs> Invites you to dinner. you to a dinner at five. 
in my palace. And the weird thing is, is the people in your world are probably born with the desire to solve puzzles. Yeah. I mean, as they are here. I mean, that not that what human beings are doing? Isn't that our purpose is to solve a million different puzzles? Maybe you're right. Actually, that makes me relax about a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, we're just solving a puzzle together. Yeah, I'll save that puzzle for one more day. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I like that. <clears throat> so you got music that is very parody-based. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so much so that it rings across the land because everybody's getting grants to make parody songs. Just for my own shits and giggles, what's the, if you close your eyes, what's the most popular parody song that's playing in the land right now, in the jungle? Um, like one that doesn't currently exist? Or I think, well, I yeah, mean, one that doesn't currently, currently exist, but as is in your role as the king, if you can just like role play for right now. <laughs> What would be one that would just be your favorite to hear that's uh, like, that you'd play all the time? Uh, I would love to hear um, a parody of uh, We're All Stars Now in the Dope Show. Right. Uh, that goes, uh, We're All Cars Now at the Boat Show. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, there's so much conflict there. Yeah. Like, so the, boats like... Are, the boat owners are angry. The car owners <laughs> yeah, are a, rebellious. A, a bunch of people who, like, you know, signed up to display boats in a boat show. They actually brought their cars <laughs> to the yeah. show. And there's, like, all the people who did bring their boats, boats yeah. are, like, pissed off. They're living. These guys, yeah. Yeah. Are, uh, have brought their cars. They're like, this is not a car show. You know, you yeah. guys have your car shows. There's a special time for that. And yeah. you know what you're doing. You know what you're doing. That's amazing. Yeah. I could, yeah, I would love that song. It would be very funny, but it would also be like <laughs> actiony because there's like anger. There's like a conflict in it. Yeah, yeah, I like it. And uh, I think you know, um, uh, just in the in the realm of novelty uh, songs, I think also every morning, <laughs> whenever I get up, mm-hmm. uh, I blast uh, the song "Hello Mudda, Hello Fada" <laughs> <laughs> to wake up the town, dude. Oh my god! <laughs> now I picture everyone looking like not Ernest Hemingway, but everyone in your world looking like the dodo bird from Looney Tunes. <laughs> Everybody's just so daffy. <laughs> I'm like some weird. They all want to have sex with you, and you wake them up in the morning with "Hello, Mada, Hello, Fada." big muscly man <laughs> who loves parody songs <laughs> pushing pushing people out of your giant dick <laughs> and writing comedy sketches oh my god it sounds like <laughs> your whole utopian world sounds like the cover to a weird Al album <laughs> it's, it's so like weird I'm driving everybody insane <laughs> You know, this, this, this your utopia sounds like what a a banana peel dreams of. <laughs> my um, when this is for real, when I was younger, my parents had to have a talk with me at one point because they were like, yeah. um, "Aaron, uh, we think that you need to start listening to some non-comedy music." And stop watching or start watching movies that are not comedies. 
Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. They thought like, you were going, you were maxing out your lunacy? <laughs> yeah. I think they were just, like, worried about, like, how unbalanced of a person I would become if I didn't, like, you know, listen to a couple of love songs. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so funny. Aaron, your father and I think it's very important for you to maybe try listening to a love song every now and then. <laughs> oh, my God. What did you say? Were you pissed? I just, I didn't, oh, I think that I, uh... Were you just like, yeah, yeah? Yeah, I think pretty much, like, okay, but why? No, I probably would have fought it. I would have said, like, why? I don't understand. Like, I don't get why I need to. But because yeah. also they, uh, they, would, they wouldn't let it, me listen to certain types of music. Mm-hmm. They were really militant with my older brothers about it. And then with yeah. me, they were a bit more lax. But, um, but yeah. you know, it's kind of like... They were really into religion at the time, if you don't yeah, mind me yeah. saying. Yeah, yeah. Not everybody, there's a lot of... Yeah, everybody. But yeah, so... Uh, so so I, they... Like, comedy, like Weird Al was actually my way. Listening to those polka medleys was the way that I would listen to popular, actual secular oh music. Oh, my God. That's crazy. It was like, yeah. If you can, you just indulge me for one sec and tell me um, an example of like something they thought might not have like upheld their religious beliefs that was now you might have thought is totally absurd. Um, they, I mean, I mean, it already sounds like it was so super strict already. They but. made they made my brother return the Joshua tree to Zellers. <laughs> Why the Joshua tree? Because you two had long hair. So? Is that what the devil yeah. has? Yeah, yeah. It just was like, I don't know. And you 2 is a Catholic band. <laughs> you listen to the Joshua Tree, and I don't think you would be able to find uh, one religious reason <laughs> to return it to Zellers. But it was just yeah, long hair. Yeah. What does long, long hair, hair represent? Maybe earrings. I don't know. Something like so that. So that just means sub- it, subversive be- uh, yeah, attitude. Yeah, so. I think it just was like, you know, looked too much like... Secular bands or something. I don't know. What's the hit on that? What are the hits on that one? There was a few. Oh, I don't know, but there's uh, if you like you desire. Know, is that on that? Uh, what's on? It, what is it? The bullet? Whatever. Uh, anyway, it's uh, what's what are the YouTube hits? I don't know. They all blur into yeah uh, for me. They all like. It's true that you say that. Like everybody's always like, you know. U2 is sort of a parody of what they were in the 80s or whatever, but, like, all of their songs sort of sound like, to me, it's, I don't hear the song, I get a feeling of, like, rusty yellow and a red light's bothering me. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like you're drunk driving at a stoplight. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. Like, desire. In the name of love. It all sounds just like uh, I'm being tortured <laughs> in an old, like, smoking lounge. I enjoy. And the CIA is flashing a red light in my face. <laughs> I think you might be thinking of uh, the Rattle and Hum uh, video or something. Yeah. Like that played like, a lot when I was, like, a, like, whenever that came out, however old I was, I was a kid, you know, on Much Music in Canada here. That played so much. It's too much. Yeah. 
Too much. Too much much for much. (laughs) And uh, for everybody, uh, I'm sure, listening to this internationally, uh, Too Much for Much was a program that they would play on Much where they would show skinny puppy videos. Yeah. Uh, For people uh, internationally who are listening to this, skinny puppy is like KMFDM or (laughs) whatever. You see, uh, yeah, people outside of Canada, skinny puppy is like your KMFDM. (laughs) That's so funny. I think Skinny Puppy was actually popular in the States. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But we're just joking. Yeah. We're just Joshua Trian. Yeah. And if members of Skinny Puppy are listening to this right now... Uh, <laughs> we are like Canada's <laughs> KMFDM fans. <laughs> yeah. We are like Canada's, I don't know, whatever. Something. Funny. So what brought us down that road? Listen, I know you're a, you like films... You're mm. critical about films. Mm. <laughs> One might say I'm a film critic. Right. I'm not. But he's not. One might say that. And, and he, you would probably befriend them because yeah. they're being nice to you. Yeah. Uh, that's very, what a compliment. Yeah. Oh, Honey, you, he just called me a film critic. Yeah, that's how Aaron <laughs> talks to his girlfriend, by the way. Honey, this gentleman uh, just called me a film critic. <laughs> Is that positive or negative? <laughs> And then she's like, I think he's complimenting uh, your discerning taste in films, which is... Uh, okay, anyways. Are there movies there? Uh, of course. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you made a statement to me this summer and to a bunch of our friends that you don't even rush out to see any of these big Marvel action hero, no. comic hero movies anymore because... Right? They all promote like they're going to be the next best thing, and then they're all the same crap all over again. So that's a thing. Yeah, Yeah, I think that... um, So there's no movies like that. Yeah, no, get rid of those. I mean, the thing about those movies is I don't even dislike them. I like them. When I watch them, I like them. But I think what I was getting at when I said that was just that they're forgettable. Yeah. You know, you see them, you enjoy them, and then... Uh, like, yeah, I can't, I couldn't remember the, what the second Star Trek, uh, movie was. Right. Into Darkness, right? Yeah. I watched it a Mm -hmm. second time and as I was watching it, I kind of remembered as I was watching Mm -hmm. it scene to scene though. And I was like, oh yeah. But honestly, that Star Trek movie, and I did enjoy it in the theaters for the most part, but it is like you said, nothing. I was, when it was done, I was done. Yeah. But like... It sort of seemed to me that, like, I was watching um, someone play with Star Trek figures. Yeah. And they were making up the story as they played. <laughs> you know how you did that with, like, G.I. Joes yeah, and yeah. He-Mans and stuff? Yeah. It was like that. Yeah. No, it was it's like, just... now what do you want to do, Spock? Yeah. You know? Now I'll talk over to the couch and, <laughs> and this place is a lava. <laughs> <laughs> the couch is a mountain and we have to get up top. The, yeah. And then, oh no, look, it's Khan, but Khan is like. A Barbie. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Khan's wicked. <laughs> Khan is the perfect example of a woman. Hey, where are Khan's nipples? Yeah. <laughs> How is Khan's waist so skinny? That would never be possible in real life. Um,. Okay, so none of those movies. What would what kind of movies? This is I'm actually already getting excited <laughs> to find out what kind of movies would be popular in your world. Um, obviously, any parody based film uh, <laughs> would be welcome in my society. Like date movie? 
yeah, date movie, uh, Meet the Spartans. Uh, <laughs> not another date movie. I'm actually uh, losing my mind already just thinking of this utopian world. And I'm not, I can't even imagine going know, there. But you know that. I feel like there's unexplained boings and honks happening <laughs> that, just, that just echo through the wind. Like how we hear, like, you know, yeah, leaves like, blowing. Yeah, but leaf, <laughs> every leaf can also act as a whoopee cushion one time. <laughs> like a leaf falling from a tree, and then when it hits the ground. We can also, if you catch them by the stem as they're falling, right? Then, then you've you can got a whoopee place cushion. it gently on a chair, on know. a teacher's chair, yeah, on a teacher's <laughs> chair. That's actually mandatory, right? Yeah. <laughs> Each child throughout his his childhood has to catch a leaf first, mm-hmm. which is kind of hard because mm-hmm. you because you can only pick it by the stem, or you ruin the yeah fart sound. Yeah, and also once you've caught the stem. That is your world's version of hunting. <laughs> Catching the stem of the whoopee leaf. And placing it on the teacher's chair. Oh, yeah. And another thing is that um, every tree, every apple tree has one apple on it that tastes like poo. <laughs> so it's kind of like a roulette. <laughs> Of which apple you're going to get. I mean, chances are you're going to be fine, but at all times. And as soon as one poo, if the, as soon as the poo-flavored apple is picked, how about this? another one changes into poo-flavor immediately? So when it gets down to two, yeah. it's fucking uh, tense. Yeah. It's how like, about this? One of the main movies that is mandatory for your children to watch in your utopian world yeah. is Deer Hunter with Christopher Walken and a bushel of apples. And they have to eat the whole bushel of apples by the time the movie's done. Robert De Niro tries to stop him from eating the poo apple. <laughs> That's amazing. I want to see that. Your world is insane. Yeah. It's literally insane. <sighs> yeah, no, it's like, it is my... I haven't laughed this hard in a long time. But um, but at the same time, I'm kind of scared of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's... I'll, okay, now that we've gotten into an hour... I kind hour, of agree with my parents now. Well, now that we've gotten into an hour of it, yeah. and we're pretty much uh, getting close to the end... This is, I just want to say, Aaron, this is your brain. <laughs> your utopian world is, is basically how you think. Yeah, it's troublesome. You've created this. Yeah. You've created this world. No, seriously, it, it's literally like wacky land. Yeah. No. I like it, though. There's th- the Indian food I'm all about. Yeah. Um, a good parody song every now and then is okay. <laughs> the Hello Mudda, Hello Vada <laughs> alarm clock for Yeah, the- no one wakes up and goes. <laughs> Yeah, like Here I am. Guys are swimming. <laughs> guys are sailing. I picture people waking up and stabbing themselves in the face. <laughs> yeah, I think one morning I might just like wake up and my whole society has committed suicide on me. What have I done? <laughs> like you're at the top of this giant penis. <laughs> Staring down at all with my with down at the whole world with my hand against the glass <laughs> on the side saying like what have I become? What have God wrought? 
absolute power corrupts absolutely. One, one person's left, sir, sir, and you're like, yes, thank God, yes. What is it? Can I have sex with you? <laughs> you're like, God damn it. <sighs> Maybe. <laughs> Come on up, I'll buzz you up. <laughs> Oh, That's God. a thing. Oh, yeah, it's 100 yeah. stories uh, tall, but there's yeah. nothing. Like, it's just an elevator also that leads right to the top. There's nothing in between. So it's steadying itself on just an elevator beam. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. Well, you wrap that up tight with a nice bow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, everybody listening can picture it perfectly, I'm sure. Yeah, everyone at home is like, yep. It's like a giant penis tower that's on top of an elevator with a cold, uh, roti sort of dome beside it. Jungle scape all around. Parody songs playing all the time. <laughs> you wake up to Hello Mudda, Hello Fada. <laughs> you want to have sex with Aaron all the time. But he Parody movies won't. play. Leaves can be whoopee cushions just once. <laughs> and that's like hunting for children. They have to catch it by the stem. Yeah. Uh, what was the other one? One apple tastes like poo. One apple tastes like poo on a tree of apples <laughs> until we get, yeah. The whole world is, and if you saw, the whole world is full of puzzles, and if you solve them, you get interviewed, you probably die and pushed out the window. <laughs> it's kind of like living in one of those, like, early 19, like, 20s cartoons where all the trees are, like, moving around and, like, it looks, yeah. it's fun to live in <laughs> for, like, two and a half to four minutes. Yeah, it's it's fun to live in your world the length of a cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> but then after a while, while well, you're trying to go to sleep, it's just... No one's lived in Aaron's world past seven minutes. <laughs> uh, this has been so much fun. I um, I laughed very hard and had a fun time walking into your brain once again. Uh, did you have fun? Yeah, it was great. Thank you so much for uh, having me here to do this. No problem. Anytime. Do you have any final thoughts uh, you want to say to the people listening? No. <clears throat> no. Peace. No. You said all your thoughts. I that's said for sure. I got it all out. <laughs> <laughs> now I can go to prison. <laughs> <clears throat> do you have anything coming up that you want to promote besides um, uh, besides the... drinking, no drinking 2015? I guess just the, I don't know, DDP's uh, you know taping what? tonight? This is tomorrow. Wednesday the 29th. We're recording it. I'm going to probably get it out. Right? Is it the 29th? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It is, actually, because yeah. Friday is Halloween. So this has been a great Halloween-y episode, actually, because your world is so scary. <laughs> but, yeah, so I'm if I don't get it out tonight, I'm going to get it out tomorrow morning. So if you listen to this on the day it comes out, Aaron, Mark Little, uh, James Hartnett, and I are doing David Deneen Porter's super funny podcast called um, Party of Four, which is like a really psychedelic, hilarious, absurd, surreal, fantasy-based podcast. We're doing it live at Laugh Sabbath. Uh, Thursday, October 30th at the Comedy Bar in Toronto. Yeah, it's like a goofy Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, super goofy. And DDP, which we call David Dean Porter, is so good at uh, ideas and like making it move. Yeah. So there's that and anything else or you're just uh, hanging out? Just hanging out. Working on some vids, shorts and yeah, stuff? Yeah, I'm waiting. Uh... So keep your eye on the internet. Go to uh, Funny, or, Funny or Die and watch... Aaron and James Hartnett's... And you're in it. I'm in it, Star too. Tales. Star Tales. Chris plays Biku. I play Biku. A mute Fan blue favorite. Alien. <laughs> <laughs> 
Those are actually the best ones. Anyway. Oh, thanks. Well, Biku is kind of like the original Groot. <laughs> oh, you don't even get that because you didn't see the movie. No, I know because I'm on Twitter and everybody says I am Groot. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag I am Groot. Hashtag I am Groot. I am literally... Yeah. Whatever. So... Just like end it mad at Groot. Groot, probably by I probably a lovable character. I am Biku in Star Tales, and they're super funny. And we put them up on Funnier Die a year or two ago, probably two years ago. Yeah, and a bunch of shitheads that don't know who we are hated on it right away. They did okay on Funnier Die, and then uh, Funnier Die featured uh, one of one of them, and it got eaten alive on their YouTube. Uh, channel and nobody like everybody was just like these guys are like pathetic 40 year olds <laughs> like yeah and we're not filming even, stuff on there we're not uh, even in our 40s on like a s- cell phone camera or something yeah no and it wasn't it was filmed by adam and dave expert director look it up we've long gone over the saying goodbye but that is something you definitely need to check out and watch because aaron and james are so funny in it and i have a little cameo as a blue-faced weirdo. <laughs> and you were hilarious. And oh. I'm glad you came over. Yeah, I'm glad uh, I am glad I came over, too. And I'm glad you had a good day today at the bank. And uh, Oh, God. We didn't even mention that to the listeners. Do he was at have, the bank. Do we have to end this on the note of the bank? The <laughs> bank note? What note would you... Oh! What note would you like to end it on? Uh, Thanks so much, Aaron. You're welcome. Okay, and that was so much fun, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Aaron and I help uh, build his utopian world and, like, just finding out what makes that guy's insane brain. Honestly, you would go nuts in his world. But it would be fun to see for what what did we say? Less than six minutes? That'd be fun. It was Thanks so much, Aaron, again, for coming on. Plus, you guys, um, keep an eye out for him, like I said, the star tales and all that. But also follow him on Twitter, at Aaron Eves. Because he's one of the funniest Twitter. He's the most, out of my fault, like the people I follow, most retweeted, no problem. Super funny guy. And thanks again, Aaron. That was a blast. And that's the end of the episode. Follow at Utopia to me to tell me what you think about the new format with the beat sheet there. If it was tighter, who cares? You barely noticed it. We all just hung out. It was fun. Not that big a deal. Just tweet at us anyways. Follow us. Review us on iTunes. Give us nice... uh, comments you know say all that stuff like oh man i wish i could meet the guy who does utopia to me and uh, buy him an indian roadie or something you know something nice like that and then also do it for real buy me an indian roadie as you can tell if you've been listening up to this far um i love them but i love you guys too and i'm at chris lock fun follow me on twitter thanks so much for listening pass it on we're still growing 11 episodes in you guys are the best thanks again and get ready for the next one